What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Welcome to Designated Driver, the podcast where we discuss the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Aaliyah. And I'm Liz. And today we're mixing it up a little bit. And I have some ideas also about mixing it up for future episodes. I just want to tell you. But in any case, so we're mixing it up a little bit. We are done with feature length Adam Driver, except we might at some point talk about his little tiny roles in his early career, but we don't know yet. So today we're talking about his three appearances on Saturday Night Live. I have an idea for the bit parts because I did some extra credit this week. What? Maybe it could just be called extra credit. I watched Little Miss Sunshine. You did? And there's no Adam Driver. Oh. He's not in it. There's sort of a pale brother with black hair that's very not Adam Driver. Is it Paul Dano? Isn't Paul Dano in that movie? He plays the one who wants to be the pilot and he is colorblind. Oh, yeah. That is the brother I was talking about. I still like the movie a lot, though. Now I remember that I don't want to spoil it. I just think there's a delightful like payoff that I really, really love. I think it's still worth watching. Tony Collette's in it. Oh, I like her. Yeah. So it's still a recommend, but not for Adam Driver. And I also watched, you're not going to believe this, J. Edgar. Why? <laughs> Why did you watch that? It's so, ugh. I have to do like all the things, watch all the movies. So I saw it though. I saw the Adam Driver part. He's cute in it. He's cute. He works at a gas station. He has... 10 seconds on screen, if that. Maybe one minute. He's wearing a hat and his face is in shadow a lot, which I thought Polly Platt would have been like, hey, his face is in a shadow the whole time if she were working on the film. Yeah, it's cute. I mean, every guy at this movie, they're like, we're going to need men. Hundreds of men. Thousands of men. Suits. Hundreds, thousands of suits. So every... (laughs) Every guy who is an actor has got to be in this movie somewhere. Is it really a movie about white male rage? White male Male rage. rage. Yeah. White male rage. It's about how sad it is if you can't say gay. And that causes white male rage. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. White male rage. So I've seen that. So I did that extra credit this week. Wow. So I'd say those are covered. That's a good rat report. We've covered, covered off. What about Lincoln? I will watch it. Okay. Again. I'll do it. I can do more extra credit. And report back on Lincoln. You're a better person than me. I have no time for that. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not a better person, though. But uh, I mean, I do have time to like practice all kinds of new crafting techniques and lie on the porch and try to take naps. But I don't have time for Jay Edgar. I did some crafts, too. Mm-hmm. And I did have time. You know, sometimes you just have a little more time. And there are so many things I haven't watched that for me watching an Adam Driver thing, it gives me like a framework. I don't have to decide what to watch. I know some people watch things over and over, like they'll have favorite movies because they don't want to like sit and think about what to watch. But I don't usually do that. If I have the time, I'll like then plug in something that Adam Driver was in. And if I don't want to like take on something new, like I do want to watch that Andy Warhol series. Mm-hmm. It's good. But I feel like I need more bandwidth. I feel like that need to complete the project is a very earth sign thing. Like Uh you must have some earth in your chart. Yeah, I'm a Capricorn rising. Oh, there you go. Dun, dun, dun. I'm an Aries with a Capricorn rising. So the symbol of Aries is the ram and the symbol of Capricorn is the mountain goat. So what do I do? Yeah. I climb mountains till I get to the very top. That's and right. I won't stop. Yes, determination. I do not have that. Because you're a uh, fire, and what's your rising sign? I think I'm like an Aries, right? Or no, 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 like a Leo. I think I'm a, I'm a fire, I'm a fire fire. I've got <gasps> double, double fire. fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have kind of we fiery hair. Fiery hair. I, watch you, out, world. You look like a double fire. I'm totally unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I disagree. Yeah, I know. I think I have some real loyalty in me, but I have no determination to watch Adam Driver for one minute in a terrible biopic. Okay, I'll do it. Can't do that. It was boring. Like every 10 minutes of it was like an hour and it was so gray. It was so desaturated. It was a Clint Eastwood joint. Oh, God. (laughs) 
it was okay. I felt like I found something out. I just hate Leonardo DiCaprio's stupid face. I thought he was the one person where, you know, when they make you look old and it always looks insane, it actually worked on him. Yeah. It looked natural. His face, for a movie star, he just does not age well. When he was little and young, he's so cute. He's so cute in Titanic. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just got fleshy and now the flatness of his face just really, it's like a moon with like a little nose and squinty little eyes. I can't with him. I didn't think he was cute at the time because I think I was too old. It was like 13-year-old girls liked him because he had sort of a baby face or something. I almost appreciate him more now. No. What about the beach? Did you see that? No, but I was watching, okay, total sidebar here, but I think our listeners will appreciate that. uh, You mean Craig? I ate Craig's granola for breakfast this morning and it was delicious. Yeah. Thanks, Craig. I watched this English TV show called The Great British Sewing Bee, and it's just like Bake Off, but for sewing. So it's home sewers and they have three challenges that they have to complete. And I don't know why they don't have it in America, but my husband steals it from the internet for me. Anyway. Wow, we can't watch it here? I don't Sounds think great. so, but I it's so good. I love it so much. I would actually credit it for part of my personal sewing renaissance. <laughs> but in any case, this past week was, was summer looks. And they made really cute little summer dresses that I loved. And then they always have a challenge where they have to turn something into something else. So they had old hammocks and they had to make them into clothes. And then the final one, the made to measure challenge. We make old clothes into hammocks. Oh, well, see. For the rats. There you go. (laughs) Do you want to say more about that? No, go on. Okay. So the third challenge, they had to make. But hammocks are usually like a mesh. Well, there's fabric hammocks. There's like canvas ones and they have like cool. This is how English people say macrame, macrame. Oh, they I have, like that. I know. So they have cool macrame like knots and stuff that attach them. So they use those for like halter tops and like fringe on the mm-hmm. dress. Some of them are really cute. And then the final they, challenge. They do a lot of upcycling on the show. Yes. They always have a challenge where you have to turn one old thing into something new, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy. And then the third challenge, they have a made-to-measure where they have to make something to fit a real human, and they get to practice at home. And this week, it was these two-piece, a lot of ladies had, like, halter tops and, like, flowy palazzo pants. But one of the dudes who was doing it was inspired by the beach, by the shirts on the beach. He made this, like, really, they called it a Cuban shirt, but it's, like, a... To me, it looked like a Hawaiian shirt. It was like brightly printed and it had a collar on it. And they showed the shirts. And one of the judges had made the shirts. Esme, I guess she worked on movie sets. It was really exciting. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So you've been wanting to know what kind of shirt you could make for me. Yeah. I have been wondering that. (laughs) With the old duvet covers that we gave you? Yeah. Okay. Because I should show you an example of a shirt that I like for summer. Like a loose shirt. That's not loose, tight in the middle. But it also should have some kind of shape. Yes. Because the ones I have have no shape. Because they're man shirts. No. Like, do you need a little bit of like a no, dart? These are, it's like a pirate shirt. Uh, anyway, I'll have to show it to you. Like the puffy shirt on, uh-huh, like on Seinfeld? I really like this shirt. It's like puffy. And it was a crew, I would say. But then like it got really dingy. And then my girls tie-dyed it. Have you ever seen me wear a tie-dyed shirt in the summer? Oh, I want to see it. (laughs) But the problem with it is it needs to just cinch in a little here on the ribs. Mm -hmm. And that would give it a much more flattering shape. Do you think shearing would be good? I don't know what that is. When you have elastic thread and you do rows of it, so Mm. it's like smocking. Yeah, just to give it a little... Tuck in right there. Liz, I listen, I'm on it. Okay. All right. We're going to go upstairs two floors. Oh after my God. This. I'm going to see your. Have you seen my living quarters? Friends, I've never seen Liz's bedroom before oh, or anyone's bedroom. Oh, that's right. This I've is... never been on your second floor. All right. We'll go up there. It's a mess. What? Do you mind? No. Okay. Yeah, you can definitely see <gasps> it. Wow. Everything's happening today. And I'll show you this uh, shirt thing and like the idea. My problem with the shirt. Because like I'll buy these shirts for summer and they'll have like puffy sleeves. I love a statement sleeve. 
but they always just go out. Then I'd put it on and it looks like a clown or something. Maybe it's made for putting a belt on it, but I wouldn't put a belt in that spot. Like it has to be up higher. So elastic thread sounds really good. I have some ideas. Okay. One more sidebar. So have you watched The Great Pottery Throwdown? Of course. Oh, okay. So I've watched all of them. Here's what I watch a lot of TV. Here's what happened. The girls and I started watching it. We watched just part of the first episode, but they kept making jokes and comments all the time about how throwing pots and doing pottery was like sex, which is a little awkward when you're watching with two nine-year-olds because they're like, what do they mean? And, you know, but it was just awkward because it wasn't funny enough and it was just making me embarrassed for them. Does this continue on every single episode or is it just like the first one? Like in HBO, they try to like lure people in, lure men in to watch the show by making it like poor in the first episode and then the rest of it is good. No, I will say there are some weird things with pottery that you just can't help it. Like Yeah, the handle the thing. The pulling the yeah. handles mm-hmm. like every single time. They but still do it every time. But they can't help it. I don't blame them on that one because it looks ridiculous. And the way when you describe it, it does it can't not sound pornographic. You have to admit it's not unpornographic. But generally it's as tame as can be. And I love the judge who cries every time. Is that the lady or the no, guy? No, the, the guy. He, he cries, cries? when okay. he's moved by someone's work. He cries. Okay. We should finish watching that and maybe. It's really good. We watched E.T. this weekend. <gasps> it was so good. Did you cry? Of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. cry even thinking e. about it. He's like to Elliot, come or something. And Elliot's like, stay. But they have to separate. I yeah. Okay, now I have to tell you my E.T. story. I have such vivid memories of the first films that I saw in the movie theater. I'm mm-hmm. sure you do, too. But E.T. Fox was... and the Hound. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't see that. Because of my four years being older than you. Yes, that's why. So E.T. was one of the Savannah first Savannah Smiles, ones. did you hear of that ever? No one has. It's unstreamable. Okay, go on. I'll let you finish. <laughs> For me, it was Superman, mm-hmm. The Goonies, mm-hmm. E.T. And E.T., I was bawling and I crawled into my mom's lap and we had one tissue and I tore it in half so Mm -hmm. she could cry and I could cry. Yeah, I told the girls, you cannot imagine how popular this was after it came out. It was just like everything E.T., every cup at McDonald's, every toy, every poster. I don't know. Even though he's weird looking and the E.T. stuffed animals always looked weird to me. Do you remember that had the little light up red finger and they were just these squat, the material was like car seat pleather that he was made out of. <laughs> Do you remember? Because all my friends had him. I did not. I don't remember that. There's the, on the cover, I think it shows their two fingers touching, but that's not in the movie. Opal's Elliot. like, when are their fingers going to touch? When Elliot gets drunk in school. It's pretty funny. Pretty good movie. Oh my God. I would love to watch that with Chet, but I will cry my eyes out. Yeah, I mean, I cry at most movies, you know, not like J. Edgar, but I mean, I cried describing Station Eleven to the girls. You will cry really hard if you if you watch that. Sometimes a good you the listeners, Ali is not going to watch it. No, no, too uh, dystopian. Yeah, I can't. I can. Although I I just finished watching Severance and Friends, I have to say it is so stuck in my mind and I think you should watch it, Liz. Okay. You recommend it? I loved it. You loved it? Okay. I can't wait until season two. Apple sends me a lot of emails saying like, you could save money if you also bundle Apple Plus because we have a lot of things that we get. We could stream it in our backyard this summer, in fact. Okay. The whole series? That might be kind of weird, but... (laughs) Should we like yeah, get yeah, yeah. to Adam Driver stuff? Do you yeah. have any Adam Driver news? No, except that I will say I sat and watched all three episodes of Saturday Night Live last night. And I woke up this morning and I was just thinking, Adam Driver is so funny. And I was mm-hmm. so happy that we watched them. Yeah, it's kind of fun to watch an episode of Saturday Night Live on Hulu because it's only one hour and eight minutes. Did you watch just the Adam Driver sketches or did you watch everything? We have Peacock. Oh, okay. So... We could watch them. I could watch them without commercials. Yeah, it was also without commercials on the Hulu that we have. Okay. So I at first was like, I'm not going to watch the cold opens. But then I did. And I'm glad because he's in one of them. 
And then I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch the weekend updates. But then I did because it was interesting to see what was going on. Yeah. I really Bill liked Cosby it. stuff. Yeah. So I didn't watch the music, though. I didn't watch the musical guests. I just skipped through those. Oh, my God. Kanye West is such a weirdo. He's so weird. I know. I definitely watched the hugs at the end because that's my favorite part of Saturday Night Live. I always like to see who hugs who. Did you see John Lovitz yeah, being just so awkward? Like, awkwardly like, on the side. I know. I talked to him. I felt I was really like, bad. People, he is a legend. I saw Bo and Yang go over to him and like chat him up for oh, a minute, good. and I was like, "Good, Bo and Yang, thank you." It was too long that it was because John Lovitz is my one of my all time favorite favorites. Like I could watch John Lovitz. I love the Annoying Man as much as any other skit ever, and Hanukkah Harry. And I love it when he plays the devil too. He's mm-hmm. a really good devil. He's funny. Well, and then Kanye did a song after. Did I didn't you watch see that, that? No. At the very end, like everyone hugged, and then Kanye did another song with a MAGA with a hat stupid on. MAGA hat on. I saw that. And his friends are also so weird. There was this guy singing, and he just had a very weird outfit. It was like very bright colors, just shorts and a t-shirt. You know, that wouldn't have been bad. It was kind of cool fashion-wise, because it was unexpected to see, but... The way he was singing, I thought had a very creepy vibe. And then there was a girl and she was dancing and she was, I mean, it was kind of cool, but also very weird. And his first musical performance, he and this other person were dressed up as like bottles, like a pop bottle hmm. or like a Aquafina bottle. It was it's just weird bizarre. Because I remember, th- so Joel and I watched Saturday Night Live pretty religiously as does craig by the way friend craig so and friend of the show carolyn also watches saturday night live pretty regularly i do now via the new york times article so i see like five sketches a week yeah we watch it every time so i've seen them all in real time and i remember one of the kanye performances where he's like in a box it seemed like the ceiling was really low and he was but maybe it wasn't this one i appreciate his creativity and how he acts like super serious through all this really goofy stuff. It had, definitely has a spark of genius to it. The MAGA stuff, it was so controversial to wear that. I can see why he did it, you know, like as a fashion statement kind of. Or just like to be really, to just like push people's buttons. Although I, think I do he has think. mental illness. Well, no, yeah. I think it's just like from the, he got a brain injury from a car crash and it has never been the same yeah. is what I think. Chris Stapleton was one of the musical acts. Has that someone you've heard of? No, Knowing and I more didn't about watch it. So boring. Yeah. I thought he looked like the guy from, you know, the band. Do you know the, the band? Yeah, you know we've talked they, about the band. Yeah. Oh, I don't this like show? them as much as I do. That's okay. Great. Never mind. Because Screamin' Jay Hawkins, I thought he looked just like Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Oh, okay. Ooh. He's in the Sunday Crossword yeah. today. Yeah. Oh, he is? Oh, spoiler. Maybe no, it was, yes- it it was yesterday's. Today. It might have I'm been so mad. What? Sometimes they don't deliver it, and then we have to report yeah. it, and then we don't get it until two days later, and then I'm like, I don't have a Sunday now to read the whole thing. Have you ever gotten a Star Tribune instead? Yes. Of- and yeah, that's really infuriating. Oh, I don't want that. It's such a <laughs> bummer. I'm like, take that away from me. I don't even want to recycle it. I just don't want it no, on I'm my doorstep. Sorry. Just JK, Star Tribune. They're but listening. when you're expecting one thing... Yeah, and it's like especially the Sunday Times. It's I so know. huge and it has it's a magazine like and stuff. Getting fat free pudding instead of chocolate mousse or something. Like it's just not the same. Anywho. And then Halsey. Yeah, I don't care for her. But she was cute. She was cute on it. I like that she took some skit. Yeah, she was on the skit. But I felt really uncomfortable during her first one because she started out so she was wearing like a super sexy Leotard, of course. Like and a cowboy kind of hat. Yeah, so she really had a Western thing going, but she was riding a mechanical bull really sexually. Just seemed kind of embarrassing to me, like trying too hard. But it just made me think of like a meeting of record executives looking at her and be like, look, she's beautiful. She's perfect. She looks like a model. And her voice is beautiful. And Halsey, are you open to doing sexy stuff? She's like, oh, yeah, I am. But the next time she wasn't, that just seemed really... I guess it's my age, just being old, where, like, I have young daughters now, and you're just, like, it's a little bit cringy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you didn't have to. I mean, it's not embarrassing to me, like, if Lizzo is wearing kind of a nude type of thing because of her vibe. 
it doesn't seem like well, it her seems dignity like it was her is... choice. Oh, totally. But she's probably also into it, and that's her choice and t- totally fine. But it made me feel kind of embarrassed. So I guess I'm just more of a prude than Halsey or whoever made her do that mechanical bull or thing. Or you have a sense of you're just old, and you know what that represents more than she does because she's not old she or something. Yeah, she hasn't been through the machine yeah. as much. Like you've already she's you've going been through there. it. You've yeah. done the riding bull. Now I can see it. Yep. No more leotards for you. Yeah, I don't wear any Beyonce type leotards anymore. It's just funny that that's what like pop stars wear. The leotard. It is I mean, weird it's fine me, with Beyonce. It's not a that garment. Looks... It's not even pretending to be clothes. You know. Right. It's like, what does your body look like? So we can see everything with you still having clothes on. Or like Kim Kardashian wears those like full body suits. Yeah. But I kind of like those. I guess I just want to see what her body looks like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, I feel like I can't quit Kim. I don't know. And I kept thinking about her last night because there was a lot of Pete Davidson. Yeah. And he was engaged to. He was engaged to Ariana Grande. And I remember that. So what happened then? I must have been. I was in a. broke up like a week later. Pop culture black hole. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. I didn't watch Saturday Night Live really in those years. And then now I'm more caught up on it. Like I didn't even know. I didn't know the name of anyone on it. It took me a while to get back into it. I think Adam Driver's a great host. Agree. Uh, he's a great monologuer. Agree. He's a great announcer, like when he announces the mm-hmm. musical guest. And he seems very at ease. And he does not break. No. He does not start to laugh. He does not. Even everyone around him is like starting to laugh. Like one of my favorite sketches is when he's that oil baron, old man, and he's like, unrecognizable i mean you and i would recognize him obviously (laughs) obviously and he is playing this oil baron that is like in his second century of life and just talks about vanquishing his enemies hr pickens Pickens, yeah and he's just like goes for it 100 150 percent all the cast members are like cracking up and he He never cracks up he does not so how should we do this? Should we talk about each episode or should we talk about them overall? Like, I think you and I both made notes of the sketches. Yeah, I was thinking maybe and also I was thinking about the combs and I was thinking oh, maybe instead mm-hmm. of combs, we could just say what our favorite skit was. But like yeah. for each episode or for all three. Yeah, I don't know if combs is really I mean, I could rate, you know, him as a host as five combs for sure. Totally. Kind of, Great. Now everyone's going to like stop listening because <laughs> they already know the rating. Yeah, let's go through episode by episode. Just touch on, you know, there's not many sketches in an episode. No. Like seven, five to seven. Yeah. The monologue was he, about so Star he, Wars. He always wears all black or gray. Yep. Black pants, black t shirt, black blazer, or some like black shirt. He's like Johnny Cash. Yep, he's like Johnny Cash. He looked in his wardrobe and it was dark in there. I thought in the first episode he had real sparkly eyes. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? And he looks younger in the first episode. Like, yeah. I, to me, he really looks like a different age. The other two episodes, he looks like he looks now. It was 2016. Mm-hmm. So it was before Trump was elected because the mm-hmm. cold open was about the Republican debates. He wasn't in that one. They cast him a lot as, like, dads. Yep. There was two sketches, I wonder if they did this on purpose, where he like went to a school mm-hmm. and was talking to a classroom. Yep. So he's kind of like the adult with kids around. And then he was the host of that science show Yep. with kids. That was a different episode, though. The first sketch was like about the Packers. I don't know why he gave a shout out to the Cardinals. I could not remember what was going on in there. I guess they did really well, surprisingly well. No idea. I, I know. I don't get Didn't that. Didn't bother to look it up. That sketch was just okay. I think they also cast him as somebody who's kind of out of his depth, but like game for it, you know, mm-hmm. like as the football commentator. And also in this episode, he's in this America's Funniest Cats skit mm-hmm. where he's this kind of goofy Midwestern tv host who's just doing his best he's good at that and then we see the first installment <gasps> of undercover boss so good as kylo ren being a regular worker i love that premise i love anything star wars when it's like the people working on the ships 
And this really takes it to the next level. It's really good. You know, the other thing I loved about this, so in Undercover Boss, he plays, in case you haven't seen it, he dresses up as a radar technician, Matt, (laughs) and he has this blonde wig. And I forgot how much I miss Leslie Jones. I love Leslie Mm -hmm. Jones. And she plays one of his supervisors who's mad at him because he can't rewire something and she really wants her muffin. She is like the only one as tall as him Mm -hmm. in the cast. Yes, She's, I don't know if she was wearing shoes or if she's really that tall. She's really tall. She's delightful. I she's just, in Our Flag Means Death. Yes. Right? Yeah. I love that show. We haven't talked about that. Oh, yeah. So good. I have finished it. Oh, have I'm you? Not, we're not done yet. Someday we'll talk about that. I loved seeing her again. He does that so well, the intense person who is not aware of their intensity. It's super funny. And then he's in this weird skit that was kind of weird about social puppeteering that But wait, you skipped Aladdin, where he sings, where he's Aladdin with Jasmine. Wait, what? It wasn't in my version. Oh, my goodness. I have it down. Okay, say it. Okay. So there's a flying carpet. Cecily Strong, I think, is doing the Jasmine. Jasmine. And he's Aladdin. So they're going on like a romantic flying carpet ride singing the whole time. But then she like gets hit in the face with the bird and then like an airplane dumps their bathroom out on her he sings so there's that say more about that i it wasn't in mine that's crazy i don't know maybe you'll have to look it up on youtube he sounds good he sounds fine his hair is really cute because he has sort of a turbany thing on with his bangs kind of coming out and he looks young and fresh-faced that's really all i have to say about that one then the cat video one he would do like a goofy voice with the cats his special guests were french ladies and they would Make or it kind real of nihilist yeah. commentators. That seemed like a fun thing for Cecily Strong and Kate McKinnon to do. And like he was just there. But he was cute. Mm-hmm. And I liked the funny voices he did. Because he can be goofy, but it's really not what you think of when you think of Adam Driver. But that's an Adam Driver that we love. We love that Adam sure. Driver. Then the high school class was about uh, social puppeteering. And bullying. And it was kind of dumb. It was. He was saying, don't do this thing. It's like where you go through a big thing to manipulate people. But then the the students were getting inspired by it instead of being deterred. Mm -hmm. It was fine. And then they had the Golden Globe skit, which I really enjoyed, where he and Vanessa Bayer play parents who win a Golden Globe. And they leave their kids at home without a babysitter. And they keep saying on the TV, like, go to bed, kids. So the kids, you know, are really good, but they're kind of worried because their parents still aren't home. And the parents are, like, living it up and getting in fights and snorting cocaine and maybe having a threesome with Leah Shriver. And it's just... Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. It's just really funny that was a good sort of epic one i also remembered how much i miss vanessa bayer i love her too yeah she's really funny with her big toothy grin are you gonna watch her new show she has a new show yeah it's called like this is great for you or this looks great on you or oh i'm totally gonna watch it i love her we were also reminded that this was the anniversary of david bowie's death yeah so they had a little short tribute to him fred armison did a little intro and he got a lot of cheers yeah I like him. I'm a I fan like him of him. I like him too. Mm-hmm. The final one was called Dr. Butt or something. The it doctor sort of is a, in my butt. <laughs> it was sort of a porn type of thing. Yeah, it was sort of funny. It's yeah. kind of the last sketch of the night. Yeah, you could tell it was where... one that was kind of left over. <laughs> yeah. And I think dudes like pretending they're gay and like touching each other's bodies. Like they all got into it at the end. But yeah. whatever, it was fine. Yeah, I don't know if I have other notes. Oh, does Adam Driver really have a tattoo on his arm? I was also wondering about that. Yeah, that was like on the sketch, but it could have been easily been like a fake fake tattoo. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, you can cover up tattoos, but... We haven't seen... I mean, we've all seen lots of pictures of him, and I don't think he has tattoos. And you see like his whole like chest and arms all the time. I wonder if he felt like as an actor, keep it no tattoos. That'll just make it easier. Blank canvas. But then, like, being a Marine, that seems like you would get a lot of tattoos. He never deployed. Oh, okay. I feel like... It was too soon. I feel like you might get a tattoo after your first deployment or, like, if you had a really scary rendezvous. Dedicated to your friends who died Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that was probably a fake tattoo. So that was 2016. Yeah, this was all pre-pandemic stuff. Yeah. And, like, the news. It's a really good time machine. I enjoyed that. The second one was... 2018. 
yes. first episode. First of a season, musical guest Kanye West. Yes. And the monologue is all about how he's really bad at small talk. And he also, yes. you say it, you say it. What? He says, I'm Adam Designated Driver. Oh okay, let's just play it. Mm-hmm. We could also hear I See Pancakes by my daughter Opal. Oh, I'm into that. Wrote, here's a clip. I Press love play. that. Yeah. Why did he say that? I don't know. Because he listens to the podcast? Maybe in 2018. It, before it existed? Yeah. Maybe future Adam told pre-pandemic Adam about it. I had definitely never heard that. Let's give a little history lesson here about the podcast. The original name was not Designated Driver. Do you remember this? When we first started talking about the idea, my name for it was Student Driver. Do you remember that? Oh, that's right. That's right. And then we, why didn't we change it? Well, you were like, what about Designated Driver? And I was like, yeah, that's way better. I wonder if I had it lodged in my head. You know, we watched these episodes in real time. So you had seen that before. Yeah. But I didn't remember it. So that was cool. So the other thing I wanted to mention about this one is I forgot about that Kavanaugh cold open with Matt Damon. Yep. It's classic. And it was so depressing watching the news update and remembering how awful it was. And they even showed some clips of him in the weekend update. And it's so depressing because the cold open, I forgot about that thing where he challenged Amy Klobuchar on like, how many beers did you drink? Yeah. It's so ridiculous. What a dickhead. Baby man. That was so gross. So that was a little like Matt Damon. It was like a pre-Last Duel, Matt Damon, Adam Driver. I wonder if they were working on Last Duel already yet or like if they Probably not. Maybe that's how they met. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, Matt Damon, he did a pretty good job. I thought it was funny when they said, look at this piece of paper and make your mouth the tiniest mouth it can be. (laughs) That was a really good skit. I also remember how Alyssa Milano did find the camera, how she was always like- she's an activist now. She's doing that. She's a serious activist, so but she but she found the camera. Yeah, and I mean, of course, the cameras are going to find her too. Because everyone's like, Alyssa Milano's here. That's her thing now. Politics. Oh my god, that was so depressing. I forgot about the stupid calendar, and like all of it was so stupid. Psycho. Yeah, (laughs) and so depressing. I can't believe that guy is making decisions about our bodies now. Oh my god, he's just such a douche. So gross. And the, the process. Only part, oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, the process of getting confirmed is just bonkers at this point. And it doesn't really matter what they ask you. I mean, it's just do you have the votes? Is your party in power or not? I forgot they did the FBI investigation, like all that. None of it mattered. The only part they got wrong is that Matt Damon doesn't have gross yellow teeth. Like Brett Kavanaugh does. Oh, ew. I also wondered, why didn't they just go with someone else? This used to happen like in the Clinton era. If they would nominate someone and then find out they had a nanny that they paid illegally, then they're out of the running. If there's like one tiny thing, then they just go to the next person. Why did they like stick with this one guy? Like he's not so great. And then to prove a point, this is going to be an embarrassing just that they won't change won't change the nominee either that and i do wonder you know it's hard not to wonder now if they say something like hey we're going to nominate you for this amazing gig but you have to agree to be totally corrupt about all abortion cases or whatever well i don't know or maybe he had dirt on them i it's it was so gross i that was so depressing maybe he is their best and brightest that's republican judge This guy who's like the worst douche cannot keep it together at all under questioning, being questioned at all about real crimes that he committed. What a weirdo. A lot of the news and stuff was really depressing. And like Bill Cosby had gotten sentenced to prison and he's out now, which I think is depressing. But yeah, just our pre-pandemic world. Still deeply problematic. That was kind of a fun little detail. And then we have all this stuff about how he's bad at small talk, designated driver. And then the first skit, he wasn't in at all. It was the Matt Damon. Yeah, he wasn't in that. No, but the first skit after that. Oh, the first skit. All I wrote was William McTavish. The Fortnite one? Oh, that's right. Where he was the 
Was that his name? And like he was playing Fortnite and it said 1972. He was trying to learn how to play a video game and they acted out the video game. That was funny. He does a good dad. Another dad one. Yeah. He should play a dad in a movie besides like in Marriage Story. He should play like a dad with a teenage girls. He does Uh that pretty well. I also liked the dad thing and I like the Fortnite thing because my child is really into video games and wants me to play with them all the time. And I don't want to. And when I was watching that, I was like, I'd be the guy who's just running into the wall the whole time or who'd be like, oh, my God, a pretty good dancer because I don't want to run around killing people. I wouldn't do it unless the game was the original Super Mario Brothers. And that's probably it. They're all dumb. Can you convince him that Wordle's a video game? Oh, Chet does like to play Wordle. Oh, OK. You yeah. play all those type of games. So Adam Driver, he's a good dad. Mm-hmm. And they cast him a lot as a dad. Yes. So the next one I just wrote down, Kyle. Oh. Yeah, I wrote down Wendy Williams because Kyle wants to date, wants to be Pete Davidson and he needs a hot celebrity girlfriend. Oh, yeah, And then he yeah, gets yeah. Wendy Williams, yeah. who I love Wendy Williams, so I was so excited to see that. Is Adam Driver in that one? No. Oh, yeah, okay. he's in it for one second because they have like a duel and Adam Driver's oh, like, duel. you guys don't duel and then they shoot him with an arrow. Yeah, and that's weird because in another episode they also had like a sword fight type thing. Oh, the Renaissance yeah, type of thing. Yeah, I like that one. So then the next get is Domenico's Coffee, which is they're like a test audience for a new kind of coffee from Burger King. And he plays kind of a trashy. Like, like a Jersey Shore Jersey. Yeah. guy with a Jersey Shore type of girlfriend. Yeah, it was okay. He's good at being mad and threatening. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And then there was a frat party one, which is funny because uh, it reminded me of... Brett Kavanaugh? <laughs> yeah. No, it reminded me of like Say Anything, which mm-hmm. I watched part of recently. Oh, I and they go movie. to The high school parties depicted in the 80s... Look pretty sweet, and except also probably deeply problematic. They're at a huge house and there's a pool... Everyone is there, and then it's like some nerds go, like John Cusack. Well, was it Adam Driver who had like a trench coat on? So I thought he was like the John Cusack. He could definitely be the John Cusack. He could be the John Cusack. He could be a John Cusack in a movie about John Cusack. Lloyd Dobler. What is that a reference to? Lloyd Dobler is the character in Say Anything, his character. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I put a star behind this one because it's career day. Career day. This is You Gotta See Career Day. You have to watch this if you like Adam Driver at all. It's classic Adam Driver. This is my favorite. It's the intensity. It's the professionalism. Never breaking character, even though Pete Davidson is like trying so hard not to laugh. So he plays an oil baron and he's like 100 years old. I always laugh about this, too, because that's what Chet's going to be like when he when Chet's in high school. Because Joel was, is this true? I was 37. So Joel was 47 when Chet was born. Uh-huh. So Joel is an old dad. So it's high school career day. And Pete Davidson's in his class. And his name is Mordecai. And so all the parents, and the parent right before is like a fireman. And then A.D. Bryant plays the teacher. And she's like, and now Mordecai's dad, the oil baron. And all the kids are like, is your dad an old dad? You know, so he's already embarrassed. And he's like, he's just my dad. It's like, all dads are old. Yeah. So then he comes in and he's like 100 years old. And he has liver spots and like this crazy hair and old man clothes on. And a crazy bag. And he has like a burlap bag. A burlap bag, And yes. a cane. He keeps talking about how as an oil baron, what you really need to do is crush your enemies. And like you just spend all day crushing your enemies because oil is this rare milk of the earth that only strong men can have. And and he says words like teat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he talks about how he was born premature and they had to incubate him in a pot in a pizza oven until he was well done or no, until he was. Anyway, he uses a funny word. And so one of the kids is like, but I don't understand what you do all day. And he's like, maybe I wasn't clear. Like I got this raven and this raven represents my enemies and I crush it. And he like crushes it with a cane. And Melissa Villasenor is really funny in it too. And she's like, I want to be that guy. She was great in a lot of sketches. It took me a long time to like her. Looking back, I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay, she's good. Yeah, she did a good white male rage thing. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Is that in this episode? That was part no. of the news. Oh, nope. that was the... Oh, I did one. So that was really fun. During the weekend update, I have two things about the weekend update. One, I forgot about Gritty, who is everybody <laughs> loves Gritty. They keep bringing him up. It's yeah, so funny. Yeah, people can't believe Gritty. He was in two different episodes. He pops up on late night TV constantly. Okay. 
He is the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> it's like a funny orange Muppet. I love Gritty. Looking. Everyone loves Gritty. Okay. So he has his debut. And then the other fun weekend update thing that happens twice is Pete Davidson talking about Ariana Grande and how much they love each other and they're engaged and no one can believe it. But as we now know, Pete Davidson can get it and he's dated a series of beautiful starlets. So who else has he dated? Well, he's dating Kim Kardashian now. I know that now, but what happened in between Ariana and Kim? He's dated so many starlets, but he dated that English actress who's in the last days of disco. I can't remember her name. Kate. He's just dated like a million people. It's kind of endearing on him because he seems as surprised as anyone else. So He's like 21 and he has... Wait, what? He's like very young. Now he's 21? No. He, oh. But like his first his first season, he was like a baby. Uh, yeah. He talks about his mental problems a lot. He has a lot of mental health issues, and drug issues. I feel like everyone on the show has a huge soft spot for him because he's kind of vulnerable, mm-hmm. but also really funny. I hope he's not like a jerk in real life because he's likable on the show for sure. You don't feel mad that he's dating who he dates. He's He's super cute. That's that's nice for him. He owns a ferry now. Yeah, with Colin Jost. Yeah. Why not? You know, Colin Jost married to Scarlett Johansson. And Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian aren't married. But both these ladies are probably billionaires. I'm sure Kim is. It just would probably make you feel pretty free with your money. I'm from Staten Island. I want a ferry. It's dumb, but it doesn't make me mad. Not like anything that Jeff Bezos and, you know, Elon Musk do. Well, they're not building a ferry from scratch for personal use that is disruptive and resource guzzling. They're buying a ferry that exists and needs maintenance and, you know, in a way maybe are doing something that's a custodial thing for Staten Island where they're both from. So I think it's totally different. They'll make something better instead Mm -hmm. of buying Twitter, which does already exist. Yeah, that's true. To make it worse, to make our world worse, and it's stupid. Exactly. Buying a Staten Island ferry, I think, is a way better way to spend your money than buying Twitter. Why do you want it? It's mystifying. Just to put Trump back on it and ruin everyone's life forever. Okay, so what else do we have? The Vermont sketch. That was funny. I wonder what Vermont thought. So, yeah, it's like a meeting of Confederate kind of white supremacist people in the South. And they're like, we need a state of just our own kind. And then Adam Drivers keeps saying, it's in Vermont. You just go to Vermont. And yeah. they're like, do they have farmer's markets? He's like, yeah, that's Vermont. Yeah. And so then they decide to go to Vermont for their annual trip instead of going to Colonial Williamsburg, which is funny because I used <laughs> yeah. to work at Colonial Williamsburg, I so I liked that too. That reminded me of you. Me too. It reminded me of me too. But I'm not a white supremacist, just in case anyone was wondering. So, okay, that's the second one. The third one, January 2020, right before the pandemic, is the first sketch in hell with John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. But who is going down to hell? Oh, Mitch McConnell. No, John Lovitz is. He's that horrible. Oh, the lawyer. Lawyer. Dershowitz. I was happy because I love John Lovitz. I also love Beck Bennett as Mitch McConnell. I think he does a really good Mitch McConnell. So I was excited about that. So he goes to hell just to visit. And then he's on a podcast with Kate McKinnon as the devil. And I really enjoyed that, too. She was a good devil. Yeah. And she said that she invented podcasts, which I thought was funny. Adam Driver's in this sketch as Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. He was a good sport, I think, for playing. I do, too. That guy. I do, too. And then he has a monologue. And the monologue's really funny, and it's all about how he's not actually as intense as you think he is, but as he's trying to be laid back, he's even more intense and weird. This is my favorite monologue of his. I love it. Mine too. He sits down, and there's a lot of pauses, and it's just a lot of time. It's really slow, and he's like, so I saw little women. It wasn't a little women. It was a lot of women. (laughs) I like everything he does in the monologue. He makes funny faces. He sings. He engages with the audience. And all the time, he's like intensely laid back and trying really hard. And I do know a lot of people really love that he's going slow because he doesn't want to do the last skit that's either transphobic or dated. I love it when he goes up super close to the camera and makes a really weird face. That's Mm -hmm. very creepy. But it does make me wonder about him. Is he chill or is he super intense? 
I suspect he's one of those people who's actually not very interesting in real life because all of his emotion and mental energy goes into the characters he plays. Like he's kind of probably pretty boring in real life. You mean like really into sports? No. Is that what you're trying to say? Okay. No, (laughs) but maybe. I feel like he's somebody who like keeps stats about running. He's Mm. very disciplined about exercise. I hope to God he's not into cryptocurrency. What do you think? No. No. Okay. That calms me down. No Dogecoin for him. I feel like at one point in this podcast, there might be some kind of Adam Driver scandal, and we're going to find out he's a terrible person. When I was looking through the episodes to find his, I saw the one where Donald Trump was the host, and I was like, fuck. And what I kept thinking is, so many of these hosts now are so are like disgraced humans. And then I would look at him, and I'd be like, but he'll never be that. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. That he'll never be a disgraced human. This is what I'm hoping that happens right now. He seems to be like kind of chilling, not doing that much. I'm hoping we see a couple feature films with Joanne. He's going to focus on Joanne's career for a little bit. Maybe not. I think you want that for him because we just saw the marriage story. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes I don't care about her career. Okay. Sometimes I feel bad for Charlie. Again, just in a moment like driving in the car. I do feel bad for Charlie. Because he lost... Noah Baumbach wanted us to feel bad for Charlie. True. True. Because if it is about his own life, by the way, I kept thinking about this. If it's about his own life, he's making that for Mary Stuart Masterson or whatever her name is. What's her name? <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee. So it's his final passive aggressive way of being like, see what you did to me? Well, this is the reason I feel bad for him besides what Noah Baumbach wants me to feel is that um, he does lose a lot more in the divorce because he loses her extended family Mm -hmm. because since he didn't seem to be close to his family at all. So he had to go through that loss of the marriage in the family. And when his son is with their family, it's great all the time. And then when the son is with him, it's just the two of them. And it's really awkward. And it just doesn't feel like a family anymore even if he gets his son half time just the two of them you know it doesn't feel like as much like a family but, but that's I also kind of think, on him because no i he, think yeah. it's totally his fault and, and he, he made his family with the theater so he could make that for charlie but that's not what men do a lot yeah. women are the ones who make the social networks and the connections for everyone so yes you are going to lose that and you should have thought about the work that your wife was doing to create those networks for your family when you were married. It was totally his fault and like something he had to learn to not lose his family. And maybe he has now. Noah Baumbach, I mean, that is a little bit why I feel bad. Anyway, sidebar. So we were on Jeff Epstein. Okay. (laughs) And we finished the monologue. Oh, and being a horrible person and that we're going to find out. Yeah, we're not going to find. I think I think it's okay. Okay, so here are the skits. Okay, the skits. Hot dad sleepover. (laughs) There is a situation with a toilet and flushing pads down the toilet. Totally, I've been there. So I. What do you mean? You flushed a pad? No. You clogged a toilet. No, but I went to my friend Becca's house (laughs) one time, and there was a basket there that I thought was the garbage can, and I wrapped up a pad and put it in there. But it turned out. And a dog got it. No, Sorry. no, but I've been there too. It turned out it was a clean laundry basket and her mom found it in the clean laundry. And then she told us the story later. And that day I had been at her house, but so had my friend Kate. So she told us both and I didn't confess. Okay, we have to unpack this. In the bathroom where a garbage can would normally be, they had a clean laundry yes. basket for towels? I do like washcloths? I guess I... So the story was, this is where they put their clean laundry. I don't understand this system at all. But then when the clean laundry basket was full, the mom would fold the laundry and put it away. So she found it at the bottom of the clean laundry basket and was total, which I totally understand, was totally grossed out. But I was like, why do you? I don't understand that system. I don't understand her backward system. A basket that gets filled up with clean laundry? Yes. But baskets get filled up with dirty laundry. And I that's know. when you do And the why laundry. do you put it in the bathroom under the sink? I don't understand. Anyway, she's not my wrong. friend anymore. 
Well, and her mom should not have said anything. Well, I think her mom told her to tell us the story so that we would know the next time we went over that that was not a garbage can. Well, she should have known that she should change her crazy system once her daughter got her period. Or like for anything, because if you're looking, I mean, you don't just need a garbage can in the bathroom for pads. Like you need it for your dirty tissues. You need it for floss, like random crap that you do in the bathroom. I have a garbage can and a compost garbage can. Oh, really? In my bathroom. You're on it. We just have a garbage can, but... but sometimes, like, people put non-compost Q-tips? Because Q-tips are compost if they don't have any plastic on oh, them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, like, a cotton ball. Yeah. That is compost. So, my point being, <laughs> I mean, this was in the 90s, so I don't think anyone had compost no had, bins. No one had heard the word compost. But, anyway, so I think Becca's mom made her tell us the story, but I, like... I was like Kate McKinnon. I was like, whoa, someone else needs to confess to this. There's always on the moth or like this American life, some story about where someone puts a pad in the garbage and then the dog goes and gets it and like brings it out. And during like Christmas dinner, we had a dog that did that and it was gross. I wonder if the dog is giving it to the person that it came from, like, no, they want to chew it up. Oh, dogs. They're so much grosser than rats sometimes. Yeah, dogs are gross. Whenever I say I have rats, people just love to say how gross it is. And they're like, ew, ew. I would never do that. That's not for me. That's super gross. But people have dogs and no one ever says their dog is gross. So I feel bad. I can see that dogs you take are it gross. really personally. They are gross. <laughs> just as gross or grosser than rats. All pets are gross. Yeah, and you have to clean up their poop. Our cat yaks all the time. Yeah, all pets are gross. So I would just ask maybe lay off the rats a little bit if someone tells you they have rats. Rights for rats. (laughs) I love it. That's a great slogan. But I love any Saturday Night Live sketch about periods. And did you read Tina Fey's book? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was in the book or in something else. She would try to write a sketch about pads or something. And everyone else was like, what? Like they didn't know why it was funny because it was mostly guys. She eventually realized that it wasn't because they were being sexist. They just didn't know what she was talking about. Like they had no idea what a pad was about. So I think, you know, raising awareness about periods. I think they did have a skit once. Maybe Tina Fey wrote it about the old fashioned pads with the belts, mm-hmm. but I can't remember sure what it was. It. She was on one other time and there was a joke about periods and she's like, I'm keeping that in. So she's still thinking about it, obviously. Yeah. So love that. And he's really cute. He's the hot dad. He's like mm-hmm. trying to have, you know, an adult conversation with all the girls about this thing and that it broke the toilet and they have to call the insurance company so he needs to know what happened and Kate McKinnon obviously did it but she's like not she's really funny in it it's it's good hard eyes for that one so where are we at undercover boss too this is my favorite undercover boss his name is Randy yes and he says okay boomer to all of his co-workers is a way of sort of saying pal and then he like gets mad and kills people and everyone's like We think that Randy is actually Kylo Ren. Yeah, they figure it out pretty quickly. You could keep doing Undercover Boss. I think this really has legs. This could be a whole movie. There's always like this sort of emotional breakthrough moment. So he has an emotional breakthrough moment with one of the other interns who really wants to be a fighter pilot. And he helps her as Kylo Ren get enrolled. But then when he says, like, now are you happy you're going to be just like Kylo Ren? She's like, hell no, I'm going to be like Luke Skywalker. And then he kills her and is like, "Okay, boomer. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny because he's always so needy. He's always trying to. Just like Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's always trying to get people to say that Kylo Ren is awesome. But then half the time they don't and they make fun of Kylo Ren and then he ends up killing them. And at the end of the sketch, he's like, I made four friends and I only killed one of them. So that was pretty good. Really rich. I love the note that he wrote with the yeah. helmet. Here's your helmet. Good luck being a fighter pilot, Kylo Ren. It's just it's And then so he funny. takes the helmet away when he kills her. It's so funny to think of Kylo Ren writing a note, mm-hmm. like a cute note. Yeah, in the first one, he writes a note to someone whose son he killed, and it has, like, (laughs) from the rain to the rainbow, sorry I killed your son, Kylo Ren. 
It's so good. It's just so rich. And I do want to say for all of you who are Gen X people like myself, who have been called, and Liz, and who have been called Boomer, shout out to my coworker, Carolyn. I just want to remind you that all Gen X people will pedantically explain to you how they are actually not boomers and they are Gen Xers and we're actually the best but the most overlooked generation. And if you're looking for an excellent monologue to that effect, I recommend Better Things, Pamela Adlon, where her Hmm. kids call her OK Boomer and she explains to them how she's Generation X using the exact words that have run through my head when my younger millennial and Gen Z colleagues have called me OK Boomer. All of you Gen Xers out there, just know Pamela Adlon's got your back. And if you don't watch Better Things, you should watch it. It was like the second episode of the current season. That's something that I really want to watch, all of it. And, it's, but it's really good. Too, but it's so much that instead I'll just watch an Adam Driver thing. No, Liz, you should watch it. It you'll really like it. Do you really think I like should it. prioritize it over the Andy Warhol thing? They're both really just good. Just knock that out. They're totally different experiences, though. And there's just many seasons of better things. Yeah, you I can watched, watch it on Hulu. I watched one episode and I loved it, but then it just filed away under like things I have to watch and it made me feel overwhelmed. Sometimes it makes me mad because her daughters are awful. It's California and they're spoiled and kind of bougie and it's kind of annoying. So I have to watch it and then walk away from it. But some of the relationships in it are just really great. And there's so much about her and her life it's really relatable and her house is beautiful and I love it and there's lots of really gorgeous cooking scenes that I really Mm. like so but you can take a break from it then Andy Warhol is like I just find him so cute and I love him so much and I love the excerpts from his diary I have the diaries at home and I have them like highlighted because I wrote so many papers on them when I was in college and using a robot voice for his voice works really well and With him, I feel like I'm visiting an old friend who I love and who like is in me and I love it so much. And then with her, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of the feelings that I have as a woman of a certain age expressed in a very bougie California way. Okay. So So, Undercover Boss 2, we love. So good. It's even better than the first Undercover Boss sketch. I think I liked it better, but they're both good. Okay, boomer. (laughs) Ha ha. Not a boomer. Del Taco. Oh, the Del Taco sketch. So he's like a weird editor of a commercial. They're trying to make this guy say, oh, man, I'm all out of cash. (laughs) Joel and I say that to each other a lot. It's like a catchphrase sketch. And so it caught on with you guys. Oh, man, I'm all out of cash. We say it a lot. It was funny. And they make him like take off his pants. And put his shirt over his head like Cornholio. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I had to look that up. It's on Beavis and Butthead. It's a character, Cornholio, who wears his shirt over his head. Okay. Yeah. Gen X reference, I guess. And then. Science Room. Yeah, where he I enjoyed that. A teacher. Or no, like a Mr. Wizard. He plays kind of a Bill Knight, yeah. And he has kids who are. Really stupid. Yeah. But hilarious. And he gets really mad. And then he throws a stapler. Really good job yeah. throwing that stapler and getting mad. Yep. Just he's so good at he's that. He's really good at that. They're like, they must plan to do a bunch of sketches where yes. he just gets super mad. I also like skits when adults are on their knees like little kids. And they do that a lot. It's really, it's because he's so big, I think. They mm-hmm. do a good job with that. But it's funny. Yeah. So then... There is a sexy song, like a sexy R&B song about going slow. Take it slow. And Adam Driver's voice is made super low. <laughs> That's I funny. loved it. That was really it good. It was good. It was like a music video. And he's a good dancer, too. We get to see oh, him dance. Yeah, yeah, totally. Then. Weekend update. What was the news about? I didn't write anything down. Gritty about. was in it. I love A.D. Bryant as a little kid. She does the Carrie Crown travel report. And it's all about these awesome trips she takes to her cousin's house where there's a Stairmaster and... Oh, my God. Michael. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. (laughs) She sees... She's so cute. Boy's uh, swimming suit. Yeah. And it has a net in it. Yeah. And then... And she has to read the Bible to her grandmother whose bedroom is in the living room. And it... Anyway, yeah. What was the funny thing in the Bible? Oh, it, he wrote an he ass. He wrote an ass. Yeah. 
That's absolutely love- something Chet would do. That's a really great sketch. It's really good. This, I think this whole episode, A+. Plus, yes, really good I completely job. agree. And then the centerpiece of Weekend Report is Melissa Villasenor mm-hmm. doing a musical recap of all the Oscar nominees and how every single one is really just about white male rage. Yeah. The and- Joker, the Irishman. It'd be funny to classify all the movies that are about white male rage and just she, like do some yes. data crunching of this. Yeah, I can't remember what the other ones are. but A lot Colin, of these sketches were about white male rage, too. I know. Well, mm. that's what I was thinking is mm-hmm. like Adam Driver's really good at spoofing white male rage, but also having white male rage. Mm-hmm. But Colin Jost is a really good foil for her because he's like... I don't know what you mean. I watch The Joker every day when I work out, you know, or like, (laughs) what? I watch The Irishman alone on Christmas Day. And it's like a perfect. I was watching those two at the hug at the end. They were like engrossed in a conversation. They were just like talking, talking, talking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is Scarlett jealous or was that before? I don't know. They seem to be like really good pals. Yeah. So then they have, speaking of white male rage, there's a skit about medieval times. It's like a restaurant, a theme restaurant, where you watch a show that's like a sword fight type mm-hmm. of thing. Adam Driver is there as an employee, but he's being way too serious about it and too scary. And it seems like he's like he created a whole story for his character that's kind of beyond. Because he's in an acting class. Does he kill somebody at the end? Oh, he's maybe going to kill the king. Yeah, he wants to kill the king. He, again, is is this sort of rageful. Overly serious. OTT. His hair looks really good. And it's another one where everyone probably wants to laugh so bad. And being around someone doing that, it would make me go crazy with, like, really get the giggles. Because they're just being so serious. And he's really feeling it. I could never match that energy and Mm -hmm. i think it just makes people laugh yes i really enjoy it it's really good shades of the last duel i also wrote in my notes i love bow and yang and he plays like his page and it's just a little second but it's just the beginning of what i love bow and yang i'll watch him in anything he's also really good actually in the intern one where he's like he was in my face i was aggressed (laughs) yes yeah, and Adam Driver's knight is, keeps making, like, racist comments. Like, yeah, did he, he calls him, him like a, a Mongol. A Mongol, and then, yeah. But and, like, a Moor, Black Moor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And then they have, there's a cheer skit, which I never watched that, and I thought it was just kind of silly where he plays a coach. Well, it's a whole sketch where, you know, it's based around... That they say on mat. I watched one episode of that documentary. Do they say on mat? Yeah. It just means okay. that like you get yeah. you're up. Yeah. So they're just like that's funny. Let's just say on mat a million times. And then there was the ketchup one. Yes. <laughs> Joel I, really likes. That I like skit. it. It's very absurd. Yes. I only like it because my father in law is the only person I know who calls ketchup catsup. And he says, Why it, does he do you think? I don't know. And I've never asked him, but like he'll be like, Could you pass the catsup? And he and, sticks with it, even though like everyone and then, else like, is the ketchup. It just always makes me wonder. Like when people say something in a different way. Do they not hear that everyone says it different? Is it a choice to want to say it different and like you're secretly like trying to influence and correct people? I don't know. I want to tell you my pet peeve. And my pet peeve is when people call salad niçoise, salad niçoise. Have I ever told you this? I used to have this coworker. That is really hard to pronounce though. I know, but I hate it when people pronounce things wrong and they think they're pronouncing them correctly. I used to have this coworker who would overpronounce French words when I would pronounce them correctly. I realize how pretentious I sound right now. (laughs) But niçoise, framboise, and cerise. Because you say the S. You say the S. If there's an E after the S, you say the S. Francoise. Francoise, Hardy. Hardy. Right. So I used to have this coworker who would overpronounce French words to me the wrong way, and it drove me fucking crazy. And But then I would passive-aggressively pronounce them correctly. It's Niçois. No, it's Niçois. No, it's Niçois. God. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Why am I doing this? I wasn't trying to antagonize you. I don't think that's why my father-in-law does it. I think he really thinks it's pronounced catsup. And I do, my son, 
my child pronounces pretzel princel, and I think it's really cute. Oh, yeah. I never correct the kids. Yeah. In- Insterting. 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 Liesl says aminol a lot. I it's mean, really cute. There have been times where they're like, it's animal? Because now they can read and they see the word. But then they go back to saying aminol again. It's cute. I love it so much. No, I love it when correct. Chet says princels. We had princels. we were over at some friend's house for lunch, and Chet was like, I'm going to eat all the princels. The girls <laughs> used to say instead of mural, they said miracle. Isn't that a good one? What's mural? You know, like paintings on a wall. Oh, mural. Or a building. Yeah. Yeah. Miracles. That's cute. I read this weird article in the New York Times sidebar. It was such a clickbait. It's like rich people aren't who you think. And this is what you're missing out probably in the Sunday paper. And happiness is not what you think either. And there was this weird part where it's like people report happiness when they are with their romantic partner and friends, but not children. I was like, what? Who did you ask? I mean, children are demanding. It's not always fun, but I hope parents would have some fun when they're with their children. I would hope so. Maybe their children don't say miracle in Prinsel. Yeah, and Insterting. So I like the ketchup thing. It's just really hard to explain. Yeah. You should just check it out. It's a weird sketch. Some people like it. Some people don't. I thought it was fine. But my husband, when I told him I was watching all three episodes last night while he was working, he was like, ketchup bottles. Is there singing in that one? No, it's kind of like dramatically acted. Yes. Yeah. She leaves... One ketchup bottle leaves the other ketchup bottle for a bottle of Cholula. They already had a packet together. Mm-hmm. That was funny. It was cute. Clever. Was that the final that sketch? That was the last one. That was good for a last sketch because usually they're a lot worse than that. I don't think I had a favorite of them. They all had good Adam Driver moments. What about you? Well, my favorites are, well, a tie between Oil Baron and the second Undercover, undercover boss. boss. I did like that period one yes but um hot dad sleepover a lot really solid really good stuff check them out i recommend i like the golden globes one too so then the pandemic hit because after that there was like saturday night live at home blah 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 yeah it was a weird time so he hasn't been back since no but i have no doubt he's gonna come back i mean i feel like he's just a friend of the show i think he's gonna make it to the five timers club easy oh yeah and there is one sketch where they impersonated him. And I think we brought that up on a, a yeah, former episode. Yeah, I thought that was fine. Yeah, I'm just mentioning it because it exists and it's related. Okay, any final thoughts on no, this topic? I'm preparing my thoughts on what we should do next. Hang we on. need to, at some point, cover the John Oliver thing and yeah. like watch all of those. We could do moment. that. That could be a mini-sode. Yeah. We haven't done a mini-sode for a while. Yeah, okay. Let's do that. Let's do his little love affair with John Oliver. Yeah, that seems like thematically it goes together. And then something I was thinking we could do for future is I found a few different lists online with a girl's viewing guide. And there's one on Refinery29 that kind of breaks it down by best character episodes. And they have one, two, three, four, five episodes with Adam Driver. I might post some of those on our Facebook page and we can kind of talk about how to approach girls. You know how I want to approach it. You want to watch the whole thing. Yeah, watch the entire thing. (laughs) I think that's a huge time commitment. Is it? It's six seasons. But they're short episodes. Yeah, but there's a lot of them. I don't know. Will I'm going to post it? some of okay. the lists on our Facebook page, and we can kind of think it through. And Adam then our Driver next one will be the John Oliver. Is not in every episode, but he's in a lot of them. I mean, there's context. I remember them pretty well. So you think you would skip episodes that had Adam Driver? Or what would you I watch feel all the like, ones, well, Or just skip the ones that don't have Adam Driver? I don't know. I'm feeling noncommittal because I really have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, this has been a long one. Yeah. I'm just going to give a five comb. Five combs, Overall, for sure. Yeah, he can host whenever he wants. We're, looking, we're here for it. Looking forward to the next one. Okay, thanks for listening. This is episode 25. What? That's sort of a number. Okay, boomer. Okay. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.